All right, what's going on, y'all? How's everybody doing? This is Equip the Podcast, another episode. You know the saying, stay ready, so you want to get ready. Hope everyone is having a great day today. And we're going to do another episode, and I hope this one you will find very, very uh, useful and something that you know you can think about and apply to your own life. So today, for this episode, I kind of uh, briefly just wanted to talk about um, prayer and fasting real quickly because I know it's the new year and a lot of churches, they'll, well, they will talk about prayer fasting. They got their 21 days. They got their whole month. They got all these different fast things like that, you know, to start off the year. And a lot of, you know, a lot of believers, they do it as well. So I just want to really talk about um, what prayer, like what's the purpose of prayer and fasting. Because I think that's important to talk about because I think easily in church, not like it's on purpose or not like they don't explain it or nothing like that. But I think like sometimes it can easily be lost, like like why we're, you know, we're praying and fasting in the first place. Like what's the point of fasting and like how do we do it? You know what I'm saying? Like how do we properly do it? And I think those things are important to learn about because we could do things for we could do things wrong because we have either the wrong intention or we just don't understand it. And I don't want people to um what's the word? I don't want us to just participate in things just to do it or just to seem like you should do it or feel the pressure to do it. Like it should it should be intentions when we are doing prayer and fasting. And it's important to understand and learn how like what's the point of it, pretty much. Right. So when we get to the prayer part, right, what prayer is, like, what is prayer, right? Like, what is pray? Prayer. How do we pray? Um, That's the important part because praying is how we actually communicate with God. That's what prayer is for. We pray to God to communicate with him. So whether you have a request, whether you are going through something, whether you need somebody to talk to, whether you need to work out, those opinions, like, that's why we pray. We're praying because we're communicating with God. That's how we have our relationship with him. Like, that's a big part of our relationship with him and how we talk to him is by praying to him. And I want us to be very, very, like, I like what's in Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses uh, 5 through 8, where Jesus says, and when you pray, you must not, like, be the hypocrites. You must not, like, you must not be like the hypocrites. I'm sorry. For they love to stand and pray in synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to the father who is in secret. And your father who sees you, I mean, who sees in secret will reward you. Uh, will reward you. Okay. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases to the Gentiles. Do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. So, and the reason why I'm reading this because Jesus is talking about like when we're praying, right? And he's talking about not praying in a hypocritical type way, like maybe like the, like like the, you know like the Pharisees, like the the uh, the other Jews, the Pharisees, or even in the ways of the Gentiles, right? That praying to God should be an intimate time between you and him. Now, Jesus is not saying here, like, okay, um, you can't pray in public, right? Because you, you can pray in public. There's nothing wrong with praying in public. But what's your intentions with praying in public, right? What's your intentions? Are you trying to seem like 
you you know how to you know because we all know like we've been in church or we've been around your grandmother and things like that like someone who prays for a long time right or someone who uh says all these big words the big words that you know they're in church and like you know sanctification justification all these big words stuff like that and the prayers and you're thinking like oh my gosh like you're getting overwhelmed because you're like damn i can't never pray like that right and you don't have to pray like that that's not the point Praying is you and him. Praying is between you and God. You communicate with God, right? You don't have to seem all fancy to him because he already knows what's in your heart and what your intentions are anyway. So you don't have to fake the funk with God. Well, my bad. You can't fake the funk with him anyway, but you don't have to fake the funk with him. You pray how you normally talk. You don't have to be nosy and all all. And Jesus even said it like, you know, you don't have to uh, use, keep up empty phrases like the Gentiles do, right? You don't have to have all these big phrases and stuff like that. Because some people, they do do all this stuff to try to outpray other people or try to seem like they are so holy and things like that. Like, you don't have to do all that. That's not what it's about. And I think sometimes that can be intimidating to people who don't know how to pray or are or, or, or learning how to pray better. And they hear that and they get intimidated by it, which people, not everyone who prays like that is, is doing it for the wrong reasons and things like that. They just know and understand and read the word and the spirit changed them over time to the point where that's how they, you know, they communicate with God, right? But you have people who don't. But the thing is not to pay attention to how other people pray, but how you pray to him and how you talk to him, right? I think that's the important thing to to know that, you know, it's between it's supposed to be intimate time between you and him. It's supposed to be intimate. Between that's why he says to you know go in your house and shut the door. That's what he's talking about because it's supposed to be between you and the father. That especially when you're talking about a relationship, like not just praying over somebody or praying over somebody and praying over a group of people where it's in public, but if you we're talking about if you're have trying to have a relationship with him, praying is supposed to be a time between you and him. You're blocking out time between you and him where you and him are just talking. Nobody else is in the room, and you are praying to him and reading his word and things like that. Like that's how prayer should be, right? Like we have to, you know, we can't be intimidated by how other people are praying. You have to remember that prayer is an intimate time between you and him. And you don't have to use big fancy words. You can be like, look, like, what's good, God? You know what I'm saying? I, like, you know, what, what's going on, God? How are you? What's going on, Christ? Like, bro, you bro, you can't imagine the type of day I had today. Man, like, boy, like a whole bunch of crazy stuff has happened. Da, 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 da. Like, like, you could talk to him like that. You could definitely talk to him like that. I mean, over time, once your relationship gets stronger with God, it will you will start to change the way you approach it. But like starting out, you you can. You can pray to him like that. You know what I'm saying? You definitely can. And I think you have to remember that prayer is how we communicate. Prayer is not a a like a like order type of thing so we can get what we want. Like the goal of prayer. There's a, there's a lot of different goals when it comes to prayer, right? Like for instance, um, let me read let me read this in Matthew as well about prayer when Jesus is talking about the Lord's prayer, real quickly. Um, uh, hold on one second. All right. So when you look at um, Matthew chapter six. This time, starting in verse 10, and I really should have put all this on here, but uh, I decided to do this at the last second. So, bear with me because I put it all this. But I'm telling you all these verses so you can literally read it yourself, too, because I want you to read it yourself as well. 
But um, all right. So this is literally right after the verse after in Matthew, same chapter, right after the, what I just you know read to you about how to pray. And then he says in verse nine, pray then like this. So he's saying pray like this, right? Our Father who art in heaven, you know, how be your name? Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts, as we forgive. As we also forgive our debtors and lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, forgive if you trespass, you forgive those. If you trespasses, your heavenly your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, to trespass neither will you. You know, so this is the Matthew and Matthew when he's quoting this, right? This is Matthew's uh, gospel account of Christ, Matthew, right? So he's saying pray like this, right? So I know what we see. You might be like, all right, well, maybe I should pray exactly like this, right? No, nah, he's not saying. Like every time he pray, pray like this, but it's how he's doing it, how he's breaking it up, right? And real quick, I mean, I'm not going to do a whole full in depth on just the Lord's Prayer, but the Lord's Prayer is like six petitions, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to prayer, like six petitions with it. And a petition is pretty much like um, a request. So you're making, you can make multiple requests within it, right? But the first three petitions, like the first three parts of the Lord's Prayer is focusing on, on the preeminence of God, like the superiority of God, him being superior. superior. And then the last three are focused more on the past, present, and future things that we're dealing with. So present things that we're dealing with, right? And past things that we've dealt with, like sins and stuff like that, and then things in the future that we might overcome. Like, that's all within the Lord's Prayer, and that's what our prayer should focus on, right? So our prayer should really be focusing on giving God praise, you know, uh, being thankful for what God has given us, you know, things like that, giving, because he's permanent, right? You know, the permanence of who he is. So part of your prayer should be also be like giving God the praise that he deserves. And then the other half is the request thinking about our past, present, and our future. So within our prayers, when we're connecting with God, it's not just about request, right? It's not all about just give, 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 but it's also loving him you know also being thankful for what he's did you know also like those type of things right like you should your relationship should be as strong with god regardless of if you're going through something or you're not going through something your life should be totally perfect but you should be praying to god like you're in need still versus if you are going through something so that's what it should you know kind of look like when we are you know we're praying to him right so I kind of just wanted to start all of that with just saying, um, you know, make sure that, you know, we're praying to him, right? And then in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, 16 through 18, you know, when Paul is saying, rejoice always and pray without season, you know, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of, you know, God in Christ Jesus for you, right? So pray all the time, pray, you know, that we always say how often you should do it, always, without season, always pray, rejoice always. Pray without season, meaning always to pray. Continue and give thanks in all circumstances, whether it's good or bad. Give thanks because this is God's will for us to give him thanks, to give him praise, to to be thankful for the grace that he gives us and the mercy that he gives us, even when we don't deserve it. So we should always be praying to God all the time. Pray. That's how we build our relationship. Because honestly, when it comes to prayer, you're not going to be good at it right away because you when you become a believer in Christ, Right. And even for people who are believing in Christ, it's just some, something that you just don't do all the time. And you always and you might look at people and be like, Yo, how are people able to pray with pe people they don't know or how are they able to pray for a good amount of time or how are they able to do this? It's because they put in the work when you when you don't 
You don't see it. You don't know how often they were praying in the house. You don't know how often they were spending really close time with God to the point where they are able and comfortable enough to pray. And it might seem crazy at first, but when you pray enough and put that time in with God and in your relationship with him, you're able to, to pray for other people in public like that. And it won't even bother you because you put the time in. So the more you do it, actually, the better it is and the easier it is to, um, you know, to, to, to pray to him. So you just got to put that time in, right? And then how the fasting is connected, like why why Christians actually fast. I think the important thing is to realize when it comes to uh, Christians fasting, right? Because fasting is not necessarily just uh, starving yourself, as you will, as people say, or just doing it just to do it. But there's also, you know, a purpose for it. And not to mention in the ancient world, you know, they didn't have social media, right? They didn't have all these other things you could fast. I mean, all, the important thing you could fast that you had was, you know, it was food. So, you know, fasting is defined as like an action, you know, staying from food or drink, right? But the reason is, and the reason why Christians do it is for a more intimate and deeper relationship with, with Jesus himself. So pretty much fasting is like you are not doing something for a certain part of time and replacing that with spending time with Christ because maybe you want a prayer request you really want answered or maybe you really need to be healed for something or really you need, you know, like it, it, it's, it's a time where you're spending more intimate time with God than you normally would. Right. That's really what, what fasting is. So you have a big decision you need to make, right. About moving somewhere. Right. And you really need God to move. You really need help with this decision. So you like you'd be like, you know what, instead of watching Netflix, I'm going to replace that time with spending more time praying to God, meditating on his word, you know, reading the Bible, things like that, right? Because you really need an answer. You really need more intimate time with him. So that's all what fasting is. So you'll, you'll see churches fast because maybe uh, people have something going on. You can fast for direction. You can fast for important decision. You can fast for you need a healing for something. You need to fast because you want to be spiritually free from something like it could be anything, and you don't. And you can fast anytime. You can decide you want to fast anytime because it's never wrong to fast. Because the goal of fasting is to have a deeper, intimate time with God, anyway. And you know, we all have things we have going on. You know, some of us got school, work, kids, all this different stuff. So we're supposed to be spending time with God, anyway. You know, and He doesn't require all of our time. He doesn't want to say spend three hundred, you know, three sixty-five seven days a week. I mean, three sixty-five. And, you know, 24 hours, 365 with him. But what he wants is he wants us to make sure we're putting him as the first priority. Number one. That's all he wants. He wants to be number one. He don't want all the time. He just wants you to put him first. That's all Christ. You know, that's what Christ wants from us. He wants us to put him first. So when you're fasting, that's one. That's a big thing that you're doing. You're putting him first. Like, you're literally saying, I'm not doing this thing that I really want to do or eat something that, I like to do it and enjoy it. Sometimes I need and I'm gonna put place that place Christ in front of that and use that time to just pray, to just listen, to just read your word and to, you know, spend more deeper time with them for what you, you know, what you really need. And I think this is important part with fasting because the goal, you know, fasting is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. And it could be, you know, a lot of work. And uh, and I want to read um, something that Jesus said in Matthew again, you know, about fasting. Matthew, the same chapter, chapter 6, that I think is important when we need to learn about when it's coming to fasting. And Jesus says, and when you fast, 
do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by the Father who is in secret. And your Father who is in secret, you know, he will reward you. All right. So I think this is important because sometimes when it comes to fasting, you got to be aware of of putting on a show or letting people like because sometimes you can easily fall into that. Right. Because I don't think not everybody's just like they're trying to do this seem like oh they're super. I mean, there are people that do that. They try to look all like this and try to see super holy and be hip. like don't. That's not the goal of fast. The goal of fasting is really the people shouldn't even know. Really. Well, you're like, you know, I mean, outside of the, you know, the, the 21, you know, day thieves and stuff in church. But I talk about people shouldn't even know you're fasting when you're like in, in everyday life outside of church. Like when you're at work, when you're at, you know, whatever club that you're a part of, when you're out here. Like no one should know that you're fasting. Like that shouldn't be the goal. Because a lot of, not, you know, other, like non-believers and stuff like that, they're not, they're not going to really care about the whole fasting part anyway, to be honest. They're not, they're not going to really care about fasting at all. But they shouldn't even see you fast. They shouldn't even see it on your face. They shouldn't even, you know, they, they shouldn't even know, right? They shouldn't know. That's just between, like, God's, like, when he says, like, your face is all gloomish in the scripture, Christ was like, yo, go wash your face. Go wash your face and anoint your head because the point of fasting is not to be seen, right? It's not to be seen. It's about you and God. You in secret, you guys spending that time. That's what it's about. It's not about trying to appear and get the attention of other people when you're fasting. No, it should be that like people should have no idea when you are fasting, when you are supposed to do it, like when you are doing it. Nobody should know. It should just be literally between you and him. Right? That's how it should be. So let's try be careful with being in, you know, being in that realm where we might want to show people that we're doing this and show, and, and sometimes that could come from being overly excited because you're fasting and, you know, especially if it's, you know, the time of your church and you're fasting, you're excited, stuff like that. But try your best not to show it and not trying to get the attention because the only attention that matters is God, is Christ. The attention that you're giving him when you are fasting to him. All right. Now, are like Christians, like, are they required to fast, right? No, they're not required to fast. No, nah. they're not required to fast. But it's very, very, very recommended to fast, right? When G Jesus even says, and when you fast, right? He even says, and when you fast. He didn't say, well, if you, you know, if you decide to fast, right? Or if you fast, stuff like that. Like, he says, and when you do it, right? So there's no command in scripture that says you better do it or you got to do it. It's like command, but it, it it is kind of expected for us to do that because the point of fasting is to grow closer to them, closer to the Father, right? And fasting helps. So, you know what I'm saying? You can fast for a month. You can fast for a week. You know what I'm saying? You can even fast for a day, right? It all depends on you and what you think that how much you need that intimate, closer time, you know, with God, right? And there's benefits to fasting. You know, fasting, you're, you're, get, you're more closer to God. Right, you're being more near to God when you're fasting. That's already a great benefit because you're closer to Him. Uh, that you're spending more time with Him. The more time you spend with God, the better. Right? Uh, you know, we're opening up ourselves to like some type of spiritual freedom when we're fasting. Like some by 
being free for whatever that you're fasting, whatever you're trying to escape from, whatever sin that you're like you're like it's a path to having spiritual freedom from whatever thing that your spirit's locked onto, whatever sin that your spirit's locked onto. Like fast is a way to help us have, you know, spiritual freedom and stuff like that. You know, fast is another way that we're worshiping God. We're worshiping God and giving him all the praise and putting him first by fasting, right? That's another way that that's another benefit because we are worshiping him and spending time with him, right? So you know, and that's just like a, this is like a short summary. Like, I mean, you could do other read up in depth about fasting and things like that, but this is like the shorter version. But that's pretty much what it is. That's what it is. That's why we fast. We fast because we want that intimate time with God. We want to show God's permanence. We want to. We we might got something that we really need to answer for. or really need to hear the God from, and we're going to spend this extra time with Him so He can help you know, guide us to whatever right decision that we're doing or whatever spiritual thing that, or whatever sinful thing that has our spirit or or that's plaguing us at the moment that we spend in this time of fasting that God will help give us the spiritual freedom we need from whatever thing that, you know, that we are dealing with. All right. So during this time, you know, especially if you're new to the faith, like I don't, don't feel the pressure, like, because other people are saying, talking about it, or maybe your church that you're going to is, is doing it, they feel the pressure like you have to do it. Like, this is something that you should want to do. You shouldn't feel pressure to do it just because everybody else is doing it, right? Don't feel pressure to do it. Learn more about it. Seek God about it. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't feel pressure like you have to do this. But if you do do it, and now we have the word that tells us how to do it, right, and to do it properly and what to look for and things like that, it will help you out dramatically when you actually do it, when you actually take it serious, right? When you actually, you know, when you have the knowledge, you know, you know, know what you're doing. So, you know, don't feel pressured, but, you know, feel encouraged because, yes, it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. I'm not going to say, like, it's easy to fast certain things, especially when you're talking about, like, food or something that you really like to do. But what you're going to get out of it, ultimately, is what makes fasting worth it, way worth it. So, I, you know, just think about those things, right? So, but, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. Because I don't want no super long video on this. But I just wanted to just to talk about the, 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 the basics of, like, of praying and fasting together, right? When you're praying and when you're fasting to God and what, what it actually is and why we actually do it. Versus just saying, like, just, just versus just do this and you get something. You know, that's not what fasting is. Like, you're just fasting literally just to get, right? I mean, obviously, you're going to make a request to get something, whether it, you know, you get something, whether, you know, right? That's part of what you're asking fast. But you're not just fasting just because you're fasting. You just want to give. But fasting is placing God first. And you wanted to spend time with him. And you want to spend deeper time with him, not just not eating a certain food for a month. You know what I'm saying? Just so you can get something or just doing it because you're doing it, right? Like, that's not what we want to do or encourage. So, but that's all I pretty much got for you guys today. I hope you have a good weekend. Enjoy MLK day or week or whenever that you're listening to this. And remember, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And I hope you guys will be equipped to know how to fast properly and to pray properly together when you're doing this. So, peace.